Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello! I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is Monday morning-ish. I did a short on the Bengals last night as kind of a bonus prize. Threw that in there for you. A little take on that. We'll do those from time to time. Um, Last week, we went position by position with my top tens of um, each position. You know, I mean, quarterbacks, my top ten quarterbacks, one to ten, and honorable mentions. This week, we will do defense. And then probably after this week, we'll go back to three a day because it's really going to calm down. Um, you know, we might do some all-time lists. I talked about who are potential Hall of Famers that are in the league right now. That's a, a potential idea. Um, I'm up for anything. If you want to send me some ideas, too, that, that's fine by me. We can always do Twitter Thursdays. But for the most part, we might calm down to three uh, after this week. Um, this is a difficult week. Well, it's not a difficult week, but it just doing defense and putting defensive players in today's NFL in a category is much more difficult now than it used to be. You know, like, I'm going to start with defensive tackles, but there's really, like, three kind of players that I have lumped in here for this category is your nose tackle types, you know, I mean, Damon Harrison, those type of guys, Don Terry Poe types. Your three technique types, you know, your Aaron Donald, Jarrell Casey, Gerald McCoy, Geno Atkins types, and also your long defensive ends that spend a lot of time on the interior, especially on pass rushing downs, like the two guys here in Pittsburgh, Tewitt and Hayward, Calais Campbell. Um, There's a lot of them, you know, Malik Jackson. So... I lumped all those in together as just interior defensive players. And then there's some guys like, like I didn't call J.J. Watt an interior defensive player. And I could have, you know, by the by the curriculum that we call, you know, that I did call some of those other long 3-4 defensive end types. But even like his teammate, Jadavian Clowney, spends a lot of time on the interior. If you just watch where he aligns, but I'm going to call him an edge guy for tomorrow. And you'll see who I'm talking about. I mean, I don't think I skipped any names. But here's a pile of dudes that didn't make it that I just considered. You know, I just went team by team off the top of my head. I'm like, oh, I mean, he's got a chance to make it. Let's just throw his name down. Um, Michael Pierce and Brandon Williams from the Ravens. And Pierce may even be the better player. Um, again, both nose tackle types, as is Danny Shelton, as is Linvel Joseph, as is Damon Harrison. Um, see if there's any on, anyone else on this list that's a nose tackle type. Not really. Um, both the Bills defensive tackles, Darius and Kyle Williams, are still really good players. Um, both the Steelers that I mentioned, Hayward and Tuitt. Malik Jackson, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson. These, again, these are all guys that didn't make it. Two youngsters that I like a lot, Grady Jarrett. He's certainly more of a three-technique type. 
and Chris Jones. And not that I considered either one of them in the top 10, but they were just names I wanted to throw out there. And Hakeem Hicks is another good one, too. So the names I had of the just-missed interior defensive players were Muhammad Wilkerson, Marcel Darius, Kyle Williams, Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Danny Shelton, Brandon Williams, Malik Jackson, Damon Harrison, Grady Jarrett, Chris Jones, Akeem Hicks, Linval Joseph, Michael Pierce. And there are probably others of, that are of equal value to some of those guys. Um, some of them I just wanted to spit the names out. I mean, like I really didn't think Danny Shelton had a chance to end up being in the top 10. But this is a really good group. Like, I wonder if you go through history, if there's, if I, my hunch is right now is the best collective defensive line, especially from the well, collectively defensive line edge play that we've ever seen. I mean, every team has two or three freaks of nature. And coming up with the top 10 list was pretty tough because, I mean, the guys at the bottom of the list are really good. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the guys at the top of the list are even better, obviously. My number 10 guy is sort of an unsung hero on a perennially really good team, has a lot of versatility, highly disruptive. I would consider him, I guess, more three technique type than the other versions, but a little more versatile than some of those. You know, he did, just doesn't line up on the outside shoulder of the guard and attack upfield. He can do a lot of things for you, play the run a line all over the defense front. Mike Daniels from Green Bay doesn't get the, the, the notoriety he deserves, but he's their, I mean, he, he's the guy you game plan your, your blocking schemes around if you're playing Green Bay. And again, highly disruptive, heck of a player. I thought Gerald McCoy had a little bit of a down year, but was it two years ago, but bounced back really, really well last year. Um, He's certainly th more three technique than he is any of the other classifications we sort of threw out there. And, and now I think he's going to get to play next to Chris Baker. I think that'll help him a lot. It'll help the defense a lot. Two very different type of defensive tackles. I consider throwing Chris Baker on the list too, but I mean, he's a good player, but he, he's not a top 10 guy. He's not in Mike Daniels, Gerald McCoy's stratosphere, but he's in Danny Shelton's, I guess. Um, so McCoy, he's had a really solid career, a little up and down throughout his career, but really good player. Jarrell Casey at eight is sort of like the Mike Daniel situation where he wasn't a top 10 pick like McCoy or some of these other guys on the list and wasn't a household name and maybe still isn't for some of you, but you know, in, in Dick LeBeau's three, four defense, you looked at him and said, well, he's much more of a, a penetrator, three technique type. Well, how's he going to fit in? Well, he's adjusted great, and when they bounce him inside, he's a, a, a borderline dominant pass rusher. Year after year, though, I mean, this guy is consistent. He's been the best player on a bad team for the majority of, of his career. Jarrell Casey is a great player. I mean, he's a great player. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. All right. At number at 10 was Daniels. 9 was McCoy. Casey at 8. Calais Campbell, the newest of the Jacksonville big investments. 
at seven. And he's obviously a much different player than those three we just mentioned. You know, I mean, he's a a, a very, very long, long arm, disruptive, great on the interior, but you can bump him on the outside, can play all over the place. Has had a very distinguished career, maybe even playing the best of his career as we speak. I mean, he's been a stud, and he's coming off a great, great year. You know, team him next to Malik Jackson. I, I'm really interested to see how Jacksonville's defense comes around. I expect him to play a lot of snaps, but they have some guys to spell him. Um, if anything, this is too low for him. I mean, he's a great player, but, man, the, the six guys above him are studs, too. I mean, I have Leonard Williams at six, and I think he's easy to forget because he's on the Jets, and the Jets are kind of downtrodden now, especially their offense. But, boy, he he gets better and better every time you watch him. He's very powerful. Um, he's highly versatile. He keeps getting better with his hands and the the, the smaller aspects of play in the game. And watching him like at USC, I always thought he was kind of a man amongst boys on the playground just tossing people around. Um, but he's gotten a lot better with the nuances of the position. He can align in so many different spots. He's a star. And I, I think he's going to be next on the list of forgotten players, especially if the Jets go 2-14 and 14 this year and the defense in general. It's pretty good, especially their front, but the offense is probably going to hold them down. At number five, I took Fletcher Cox. And at times I watch him and think, he's a little overrated. But then sometimes you watch him and you're like, wow, you know, this guy is a disruptive beast who's making a ton of money. And you can see why. I mean, he is an interior penetrator, three technique all day long. He's a star. He is going to be kind of the straw that serves that drink and a defense that doesn't blitz a lot. Um, I think that defense is going to be very, very good this year. Very good. Let's give it one very, not two, uh, for the Eagles. But they were really good last year, too, and people don't realize that. And, and he was a huge reason why. The edge should be better, too. I, I like teaming him um, next to Jernigan. I think that's a really interesting combination on the interior, too, kind of like we talked about with Campbell and Malik Jackson. So I have no hesitations with Fletcher Cox at five. Um, K1 Short, KK Short, I have at four. Coming off a huge year, especially late in the year. Got paid, deserves it. Sort of a similar situation to Cox where four-man front, they don't want to blitz a lot, so they invest heavily in interior pass rushers, and those guys are really hard to find. Few do it better. He was sort of a, one of those, quote, defensive line underachievers coming out of school. Um, that hasn't been the case at all the past couple of years. I'm a believer. Um, I think he's a much better player than Star Lutalele. And, you know, I think he's really by far the best defensive lineman on Carolina. And it's a deep group. Uh, I'm interested to see how that defensive line does overall. And I think their defense has a chance to be better than people think, too, especially with a healthy Keekly. That's obviously a key, key component to what's going on in Carolina. But I got K1 short at four. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 
All right, three more to go here on this interior defensive line list. And at number three, I chose Geno Atkins. Again, the straw that serves the drink. There's no doubt. I mean, go back and listen to that Bengal short that I wrote, that I did yesterday. It's only eight or nine minutes. Take you, you know, no time at all, obviously. But I'm a big, big fan. I mean, I think he's still as disruptive as ever. Uh, he had an injury there and came back and has come back fully from it. Uh, you know, he, he's a three technique all day long. Low, powerful, thick and strong, explosive, you know, wins with leverage, wins with technique, wins with speed, wins with quickness, wins with power. He wins a lot. <laughs> He's a stud. You probably figured out who the top two are at this point, and I bet a lot of you have a problem with me putting Namakong Sue at number two. And you could make an argument that Atkins, Short, Fletcher Cox, those guys are maybe better players. Maybe. But I think Sue is, you know, demands so much attention. He's kind of a different animal than those guys. That He can penetrate, but he can also hold the point. He's powerful. He's big. He's taller. You know, he's not just a bowling ball of butcher knives, but he can play that way. He's so strong. He throws people to the side, demands double teams, often has been triple teamed in his Miami career. And a lot of people have gotten on him that, man, he's overrated. He's, he's put it in neutral since he signed that big deal. I don't think they're watching the same tape as me. I mean, I think he's more than doing his job. And he has some ups and downs. I mean, he is a volatile guy. I have a hunch that if I was around him every day that I would want him on my team in sort of a Joe Green-like fashion in today's NFL. Uh, it seems like a lot of his volatility stems from you know competitiveness. Toughness, nastiness, uh, There's, it's not a forgotten aspect of the sport. Um, but I think he's a beast and doesn't, and people get on him, you know, because he makes so much money and Miami's defense isn't great. But look at the guys he's played around since he's been with Miami. I think he's eating up blocks. I think he's making more than a share of plays. And if the supporting cast around him continues to pick up, then he's going to, you know, shine. Even. You're going to see him on Center even more. Number one was easy because we didn't put J.J. Watt in this conversation. J.J. will be number one tomorrow. But it's Aaron Donald um, from Pitt. Yeah, baby. Um, speaking of Pitt, my Pens play tonight. They're down. They're up 2-1. How about that? I watched the NBA Finals, too, last the last first two games. Boy, is Golden State unbelievable. That's the only basketball I've watched all year, by the way. And tomorrow's my birthday. So all those programming notes. How about that? Today's my birthday eve. Uh, anyways, Aaron Donald is clearly number one. He's a wrecking machine with the asterisks besides J.J. Watt, considering his injury. Donald has been the best defensive player in the league. He just, I don't know, I mean, there's nothing. Some of these guys at the top of the list, there's not much to say about them. But go watch, just do yourself a favor for 15 minutes, and I'm sure there's a YouTube clip or somewhere on NFL.com. Just watch Aaron Donald snap after snap. Not even his highlights. His highlights are awesome. You know, they're he beats somebody almost clean. They don't even touch him off the snap, and he throws someone down in the backfield. He does that repeatedly. But just watch him. To me, the best way to watch him and appreciate Donald is on any given game against any given opponent, watch him snap after snap and realize all the offense is trying to do to try to slow him down unsuccessfully you know and he still gets his and still gets his he is a superstar on a hall of fame pace um he's been great since he came in the league um 
I think he was defensive rookie of the year. If not, he should have been. He's been. He should have had some more defensive MVP type trophies. But uh, you know, difficult position to get that at. So I, I'm not bragging on Aaron Donald because he went to Pitt. I mean, he's just a superstar. And tomorrow we'll do the edge guys, which will be a variety. I mean, some of them will be 240 pounds. Some of them will be J.J. Watt. You know, could have been on this list at 300 pounds. But yeah, I'm just ranking them against who I'm ranking them against. So there you have it. Give me some feedback on this. See you.